Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you do more than 16, it's, it's a civil problem for you. If you do more than 27, it's a criminal problem. You did 30. This is the plaintiff, Robbers. He says he loaned the defendant money, and she agreed to pay $100 a month in late fees until the loan was paid off. Well, it took her 43 extra months to pay off that loan, and he's owed $5,000, the amount he's suing for today. This is the defendant, Carol. She says she paid off the plaintiff's loan in a timely fashion. But for some reason, he's under the impression she agreed to pay late fees. This couldn't be further from the truth. He has no right to sue her, and she owes him nothing but a goodbye forever. She is accused of losing interest. All parties, please get your ready. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, in. Robert, you've asked us not to mention your last name. Just Robert. Okay. Robert, you are suing Carol, who has asked the same, for $5,000 that you say she owes you $4,300 of it in late fees for a loan that you made to her and the rest of it for uh, a loan you made to her brother that he did not pay back. All right. What happened? Uh, Back in... uh in 2009, August, uh, Carol approached me and... Uh, How did you two know each other? Co-workers. Okay. What kind of place did you guys work at? Hospital. Okay. And what job did you do and what job did she do? I was a supply technician. She's and, a nurse. And you? I'm a registered nurse. Okay. So she approached you. And uh, asked uh, that her brother was asking for a loan. And uh, he wanted to buy a truck. And, but why uh, did she know to go to you? Well, uh, we're friends, and uh, I knew her brother, too. We met together. We did things together okay. a couple of times. Okay. Uh, and um, she asked me uh, that her brother was asking me for a loan. Since his credit was bad, she guaranteed the loan would be paid Did you paid get that off. in writing? Uh, not by her, but it was a verbal agreement. And on that part, I have the contract that I made with the 
uh, her the brother? brother, the contract right. that he was going to pay But you back. didn't have her sign that? Same. No, but okay. I did receive uh, two checks from her. Okay, and, and why did she end up paying his loan? Well, she was like, Frank would pay her the money and she would give me the money. Okay. So uh, I got two checks from her. Meaning Frank would that. give her the money and she would give you the money from her check. From my understanding, yes. Okay. So one check was for $500. Okay, but okay. You're here suing for interest on a loan that you made that's, to her. That's so you her. made. did you loan other people besides the two of them money at the hospital? No, just... Uh, just those two friends. All right, now your brother passed away, correct? Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. When did he pass away? Uh, 2012, October 8th. All right, when he passed away, he had not finished paying the loan. Correct. All right, and what was he supposed to be paying per, per uh, month? The agreement was $500 per month. And how far months. behind was he, or he wasn't? He was, uh, he was delin very delinquent. So how delinquent? I got two payments from Carol. One was for 500 and one for $100, and I have the check here. Before he died or after he died? Before he passed. After he passed away, Carol didn't pay anything, right? Uh, correct. All right. But now, Carol also asked you for money. Yes. Nine and that months, was when? Nine months later after the initial loan to her brother. And this was in 2010? Uh, yes. All right. And Carol asked you for $4,000. Correct. 4400 or 4000 4000 Yes. 4000 4000 Okay. Yes. And then what happens? Is she paying you every month like she's supposed to? Uh, no. She started to pay like in 2013. I have the payments plan. So just tell me about it. Well, we agreed while we were working. She was... The loan was initially supposed to be for six months only. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the check was the written check, out. You write out in the check that if June. it's not paid, you wrote the check in June for $4,000, and then you write out on it that if it's not paid by December of 2010, there will be a $100 late fee per month. Correct. Well, that was because I didn't, you know, I had a verbal agreement for paying her brother off, so I didn't want paying to write out. Paying her brother off. Well, uh, you know, the loan that her brother, that she guaranteed that she would pay her loan, his loan off too. She ends up paying you the $4,000, but she ends up paying it. Her last payment's like four years after it was supposed Correct. to. Correct. And so all she you pay him is the $4,000, four years late. I paid $4,000 and I gave him the last check was $100 interest yes. because that's what I thought he wanted. I no, but you, it's her, his yeah. check very clearly says I want $100 a month in late payments and that would right. mean January of 2011 forward would be $100 every month in late payments because you still weren't done. Now, how is that legal? That's like loan shark stuff. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So when uh, you have a loan shark like this, should the judge give that loan shark the legal amount of interest or nothing for trying to charge too much? I think it should be the legal amount. Really? Even though he tried to get more than he should have? Yeah, the legal amount, you have to go with what's legal. You, you agree with that or give him nothing? Uh, I think you can give him the legal. Wow, you guys are forgiving. Going inside the courtroom. She promised me to pay her, uh, you know, brother's you loan You know what off. a better idea would be? To get her to sign like a contract, contract saying she'll pay her brother's loan off a, and, you know. That was a verbal agreement yeah, between well, us. And you know, she doesn't have to pay the brother's loan off. That's not her obligation. I mean, even if she said to you, oh, I feel so bad, I'll help, I'll help out with Frankie's loan, she doesn't have to pay her brother's loan off. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm really Shoot. concerned, though, that really what you're here to sue for is... The $100 in late fees for all those years, because you'd like to not lose so much on the brother's loan. That's really what, what you got going on here, right? Kind of? Kind of, but, but it, You can't sue for interest that's loan sharking, that's beyond what the state maximum allows you to do. 
you're not allowed to include interest of more than 16%. If you do more than 16, it's, it's a civil problem for you. If you do more than 27, it's a criminal problem. You did 30. But I didn't write down interest. I wrote down late fees. Just it's like, the same uh, thing. Don't be crazy. They go, you can call it like, you know, ice cream money. That doesn't make it not interest. It's interest. And you know what your state does? Your state's one of the tougher states. You're in New York, and New York makes you forfeit the principal. If she had not paid you a penny on the 4000 and you were coming in here suing for the 4000 plus the interest of 4300 you would lose all of it. You wouldn't be able to even sue for principal, much less interest because the law wants to dissuade loan sharking. And I know that you don't, you don't see it as loan sharking. I know that you see it as you were a nice guy loaning money to a brother and a sister, and you ended up getting completely treated, mistreated. I understand you. But the law still applies to you just like it applies to the guy who does look like a loan shark. Okay, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's interest, it's usurious, and you can't charge it. So my verdict in this case is for the defendant. And so the plaintiff hears that decision and comes out. Uh, what, what do you understand? Interesting. Um, never thought about it that way. Which way? What, what did, well, I just had a verbal this? agreement that uh, she was going to pay off. And what do you understand you did wrong and what was uh, not enforceable about it? It makes it seem like I did the bad thing. So. <laughs> like you were trying to charge usurious yeah, interest, just, loan charge. I just added that as uh, to pay off like her brother's loan. I know, I know, but you can't do that. I can't do that. You can't, not quite that much. Not, not that much. You got a little greedy there. Okay, right. uh, around, around the corner this way. All right, so come on in here and um, step right next to me here. Uh, what's, what's your thought here? My thought is, is I didn't say anything. I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> you didn't say anything. No, I Good didn't job. even have to tell my story, but uh, she's fair. I will say oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. We have to say something now, though. At least he stepped up when, when that loan was yeah. needed by your brother, right? Right. So he was I a mean, good guy. I, I was willing to pay him a couple of extra dollars interest, you know, on on the money because I borrowed because yeah. I was late in, you know, pay, making the payments. Like another maybe $300. Okay. How about 100 a month for 43 no, months? No, no. Harvey? <laughs> well, here's the deal. If you violate the law by trying to charge too much interest beyond the legal limit, the judge is gonna give you a zero. The judge will give you nothing because you tried breaking the law. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
This is the plaintiff, Hyvie Cividio. He says he and the defendant agreed to share a vehicle. And unbeknownst to him, the guy was a scofflaw who had 1800 bucks worth of unpaid tickets. The car ended up getting towed and was impounded. Since the fines weren't paid, the car was sold off and the defendant is fully responsible. And he is owed $4,884.79, the value of the car plus fees. This is the defendant, John Delgado. He says the plaintiff's license was suspended and he couldn't drive his car, so the guy registered it in his name. The plaintiff, in fact, coaxed him into registering it for him. He told the plaintiff he had prior tickets. He didn't seem to care at the time, and here they are. He's accused of letting a friend down. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $4,600 for missing soccer equipment. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff says he and a friend shared a car, but the defendant got lots of tickets and the car got towed. The defendant says the plaintiff knew about the tickets and did it because the plaintiff couldn't register the car in his name. It's the case of your ticket to small claims court. Mr. Savad Eel, you are suing John Delgado for $4,884.79, the value of a car plus all of your expenses that, according to you, got towed thanks to him. You are counterclaiming $4,600, the value of soccer equipment that was in it when it got towed, and your lost uh, profits because you couldn't work because his car got towed. Okay, what happened? Your Honor, um, around March 2015, I um, approached uh, John Delgado about registering my car because I was in the middle of taking a, an LSAT exam. Um, I know at that Why time, does he have to register your car because you're in the middle of taking your law school entrance exam? Um, I didn't have use to the car. I didn't need it. I was going to be moving around for about three months or so. And I knew that him, with his being out of work at the time and he had two young kids, it was the middle of winter. I figured if he had, took the car, it would benefit him. What was in it for you? Well, it would keep my car from sitting on the street in the middle of winter. So because you were studying for the law school entrance exam, and only because you were studying for the law school, you wanted someone driving your car around so it wouldn't just be sitting out there? Is that what you're saying? Yes, and it could, plus it could help him out with his family. There was nothing in it for you, and because you want, you're so kind that you wanted to help him out. Was your license suspended? Uh, no, it wasn't, not at the time. Was your license ever suspended? It didn't get suspended until June of 2015. It didn't get, did you know it was gonna get suspended? No, I did not. What was it suspended for? Uh, I had a DUI. Well, then how did you not know it was going to get suspended? That's part of the penalty for the I DUI. I hadn't got the judgment. The judgment isn't going to be uh, rendered until November 12th. What was your reason for registering your own car in some other guy's name? I wanted to help him out. He's a friend of mine. I've been knowing him for a long time. What was the reason that he wanted, that he told you that he wanted to register his car in your name? Because I, I have been at this a long time and people don't usually do it because they're just so generous. Are you, is he your boyfriend? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. What reasoning did he give you for proposing this? That he was unable to register a car because of his license. And I know through New York State, you cannot register a vehicle if you have a suspended or revoked okay. license. So he knew this was coming up, and he wanted to be able to keep the car on the road. So then what happens? You pick him, and how do you pick him? I've been knowing him for a long time. We used to live in the same apartment building. Um, I was godfather to his daughters, and I knew that I wasn't going to be driving. So I suggested to him, John, take the car, get to work, drive your kids to school, 
And you know, when the winter's over, my license is cleared up. Were you two close friends? At one time, yes. So w when you decide to do that, why do you do it? What's in it for you? <clears throat> I mentioned to Mr. Savadiel that- The fact that you could use the car? Is that what was in it for you? That I could use the vehicle to get to different locations for my coaching. Um, it was an opportunity for me to get a promotion. What kind of coaching? It's a coaching soccer. All right, so now you put it in his name, and do you guys ever, apparently you had tons of unpaid tickets. Yes. Yeah, so you're like the last guy who anybody should be putting their car in their name. Did you tell him you had unpaid tickets? Yes. Did you tell him how many? Yes. What did you tell him, exactly? I mentioned to him that I had outstanding tickets, maybe upwards of $1,300. Okay, did he tell you that? Absolutely not, Your Honor. What did he tell you? He said, I have one ticket that is due in New Rochelle because he had a prior car that got towed. It was for $80. So how many tickets did he tell you he had due? One for $80 in New Rochelle, which we went and paid on uh, the 6th Are there any texts between the two of you talking about this one ticket? Or how many tickets? No. Did you have a handle on how many tickets you had? Well, because I, I can't imagine I'm that if a guy is trying to propose this to you and you said, oh, I got thousands of dollars in tickets, I imagine he's going to go to the next guy. Thank That's you. kind of what I, no, don't thank me because what you're doing is disgusting. You're not supposed to register your car in somebody else's name. If your license is suspended, suck it up. And then you just go through your suspension and you can't drive your car during the suspension. That's the idea. But. I can't imagine that someone who's uh, maneuvering and, and canoodling behind the scenes to try to fix things the way he wants them is gonna say, oh yeah, no, no, you're still, the, you're still my guy. Thousands of dollars in tickets, you're still my guy. I, I just can't imagine that. So I mentioned to him that I had He's the tickets. Me. <laughs> just gonna ignore everything I just said. $1,300. Why would anybody, tickets? if you told them that you had $1,300 of unpaid tickets, say, I still want you to register the car in your name? You we, know what happens we when you have unpaid tickets, right? Eventually, they're gonna impound your car, right? Yes. Okay. See, what it seems to me is that maybe you weren't totally honest about how many tickets you had. I did tell him how many tickets I had. You told him you had $1,300 in tickets. Yes. We called the DMV to find out if the previous tickets would hold up a registration of a vehicle under my name. DMV said no. No. Why would, they, why would it hold it up? Are you kidding me? Now they got an asset to pay the tickets. Okay. They can't wait. Go, but register away. Boom. And how long did that last? How long after it was registered in his name? Five days, Your Honor. Five right. days. Yeah, man. That's, that's kind of asking the fox, are you going to eat me? You know, like you can't, you know, I mean, come on. So five days, and how come? What'd you do? Was the car, car was in your, the, did you park the car when it was towed? No, he parked the car. He parked the car. On April 17th. Is that accurate? No, ma'am, it's not. According to you, he had possession. Yes, ma'am. And according to you, he parked it inappropriately. Yes. Where was the car towed from? Because oh, one of you is a bold-faced liar. It was not uh, parked inappropriately. Well, how do uh, you know I where it was parked if he was the guy who parked it? Because they, I went to talk to him about the car, asked him where it was. I went there. He said, it's over there. I went there. The car was booted, and it had a notice on it. I took the notice off. I called the marshals, and they said, this Mr. Delgado has $1,800 worth of tickets. $1,800? $1,800. And as of this day, April the 23rd, the fees at that time were up to $2,200. You know how, how hard you have to work to get $1,800 of unpaid tickets? I would love to explain it if... Yeah, I'm dying to know how you got $1,800 of 
bank tickets and let a guy put his car in your name. Go ahead. These tickets that I got were in 2012. Mm-hmm. And out of the 10 tickets that were outstanding. <gasps> 10 tickets outstanding. Did you yes, hear the gasp? Did you hear the collective gasp in the audience behind you? Go ahead. Yeah, I heard it. Okay. Okay. All right. Out of the 10 tickets, eight of them are for a inspection sticker that had expired. Geez, so, maybe you should have gotten the inspection sticker because uh, apparently they count as tickets. Probably. Yeah. I probably should have yeah, done something yeah. about it. I went to various, this is from your answer to the complaint. I went to various DMVs to get information on if there would be a hold on my registration. Mm -hmm. The DMV of New York City said I could register the car, but I needed to have release forms for the previous car. So I went to New Rochelle where my car was previously registered to have my plates released. So apparently, you're doing all this before or after you put the car in your name? This is before. This is before. We both went to New Rochelle, and here's the receipt for to release my Did tickets. Did you go to a DMV in New Rochelle to have him release plates and all that? To get, get his release Releases. of his license. So you knew that there were the all these, but, no, but see, on, you know that there's, that there's you, issues. That's not true. We went to New Rochelle because the car that he owned before he got my car was the one they towed. Yeah, but why did you need a release? Because he couldn't register my car. Ah, okay. What efforts did you take in order to find out what tickets he had? I asked him and that was it. And that was it. All right. So what ends up happening? The car ends up getting booted and then uh, he has to pay his tickets. No. But he doesn't have the money to pay his tickets. No. The car got booted, towed, and auctioned. And therefore, $1,800 cost you $4,000 something, $4,600? Because now you are suing for what? You're suing for what you say is the Kelly Blue Book value of your car. Yes. What's travel expenses? I spent... Um, $126 per month of Metro cards after my car got towed. And they're for what? He's got to pay for your transportation for the rest of your life? Like, when do you have to do something? <laughs> Registration, I'm, I'm title, sure. and plate fee, sure. insurance, license. A what's a license release fee? The $80 that you paid that you told me about in New Rochelle for him? Yes. And what's $837 inspection? That's the inspection uh, for the state of New York. I have the receipt. And why is he going to pay that? You mean you want every penny you ever put in your car back? Yes. Basically? Oh, okay. You know the blue book <laughs> value for your car is a thousand bucks, right? Excuse me? The blue book value for your car is a thousand bucks, not three thousand. Where did you get three thousand? That's the estimate I got. Oh, let me see it. I don't have it on paper. Ah, okay. Well, why don't you just say ten thousand? Now your counterclaim against him, three thousand one hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars in soccer equipment. Tell me about that. You said earlier that he was using the car that day. So why is your soccer equipment in there if that's your job and you need it? I work Maybe on the you were the one who parked it that day. <laughs> April 20th is actually a Wednesday. So I worked the weekend before that. And you just, then you gave the car back to him with $1,400 worth of someone else's equipment? We're sharing the vehicle, so I had no reason to believe that the equipment in the vehicle would be Okay, taken. so tell me your version. I, you're not suing him because the city took it. You're suing him because you think he has it? Yes. How do you know? Did he ever tell you he had the soccer equipment? No, he did not tell me. Did he, he tell somebody else he had the soccer yes, equipment? Yes, he did. Who did he tell? He mentioned to the owners of the soccer organization that he had the merchandise. Do you have an affidavit from them? The only thing I have is an email sent from the, the owner. Okay, let me see that. Did you not know that when you have $1,800 in unpaid tickets, the city's gonna boot you and tell you? No, I didn't. And impound I you? didn't realize that, no. Seriously? Seriously, I did not realize that. 
I spoke to the gentleman on the phone and he told me he had the equipment and he would return the equipment to us if we gave him his money. How did you have the equipment? I didn't have the equipment. But did you say you did? No, I didn't. I told him I knew the equipment was being in the car, which was towed. Yeah, that's not what the guy says. I mean, uh, that's, that's what's that's, natural is that the equipment was in the car is towed. Let me ask you a question. If the equipment's all in the trunk from the weekend, why don't you go to the trunk and get the equipment out? There's no reason for me to remove the equipment out of the car because- Is there any reason for you to do anything that's sane? <laughs> no reason. Why would we worry? I'm dealing with someone who I trusted at that And at what, that time. you thought he would pony up the 1800? No, I did not. I'm just trying to explain my story. I don't care how many times story. you try to explain. I'm not getting answers to the questions that I think are pertinent. Okay. I don't want to just hear you talk. No problem. You think I want to just hear you talk? You no, know you have $1,800 in tickets. And then your answer for why you didn't get the soccer stuff out of the trunk is because you thought you were dealing with someone you could trust. I don't even know what that means. There's a boot on it. <clears throat> the city of New York is taking over. There's a boot on it. It's not his boot. So how is it that you don't, with the car right there and $1,400, they should fire you. Of course they fired you because they never got the equipment back. Did they ever file a police report? If it's true that, they, that, that he said, I got it, <laughs> and I'm not returning it until you guys pay for my car, soccer team, then how come this guy doesn't call the police right away and file a police report? I'm glad you asked me that. Are you? Yes. Because what's the answer? Did somebody file a police report? I went report? to yes. the police department. I said that my car was booted at this location, and when I went to it, some soccer equipment that I had there that I used for my classes is not there. They said, well, what not happened? Not where? Not in the vehicle. Wait, well, did you go to the impound lot and they let you search the vehicle? Yes, okay. I have the and receipt for that. And then when you went, there was, there was no soccer equipment. The only thing that was in the vehicle was this blue billfold I have for the insurance card, some other papers. Did they tell you that shovel. somebody else had been there? So, should the plaintiff get the money for the tickets or should he be thrown out of court for being shady? He should get thrown out of court for being shady because, like, bitch, bye. Well, except the defendant, the defendant got the tickets and shouldn't have and the car got towed. Yeah, but if the car's in his name, then it's his car. That's a really good point. Solid point, going inside the courtroom. They said that nobody else had accessed the vehicle after the car was towed. So when the car so was towed- So it would towed, have been before the car was towed, yeah. if you think he's, he's got yeah. it? Yes, I would, I would believe so. The, the owner of the team, did he ever call the police? He didn't call the police because we both have access to the vehicle. So the police, the police precinct told me that because he has access to the vehicle, meaning another key, then it's not stealing. That's ridiculous. It either belongs to you or it doesn't. You know, if my, my roommate has access to the apartment, but if my roommate takes my television set, they've stolen it. I don't know what that means. That's, that's, I, mean, I don't doubt that they told you that. I don't know. I'm just saying that they're, they're nuts, and I don't know how it is that the owner of the team doesn't call the police. Well, also connected to that whole situation is we go to the finance department, I meet him. I mentioned to him that I have most of the paperwork. I only have $1,000. I still need How to get- How much money were you supposed to have? I was supposed to have at least 1400 but I thought $1,000 would be enough to get on a payment plan. They said no. He comes to meet me. I let him know the situation. He got upset. He sucker punched me, knocked me to the ground. He sucker punched you right there? Yes, right in front of the um, information desk. It's a, fi it's a federal the building. Were the police called? The, I have a- 
police complaint form. Let me see that. And I also have um, something that indicates I tried to do some other uh, legal stuff. So after you punch me, I fell to the ground. They tell me to give him the paperwork back. I said, no, I'm not. Then he said some other things about my kids as he left the building. I go into the sheriff's department right next, not even next door, it's actually in the same facility. I go in there, I fill out the complaint, they laugh me out of the Where did the punch land? He kind of hit me. Did he, he break your glasses? No, he didn't break my glasses, but I fell to the ground. Okay. They have everything on tape, but they wouldn't um, release the tape. I don't know what was going did on. Did the police go speak to the, the personnel there to hear their side, to see if what they saw? No, ma'am. Did you hit him? No, Your Honor. This is one of the greatest fabrications ever. Is it? Because the police report says assault, and then it says in parentheses, accused seen on CCTV attacking complainant. Right, but there was no punch landed. Uh, what happened, uh, Mr. God was snatched the registration from my hand, and I went to snatch it back. He never was hit. He never went to the hospital. Police never got in contact with me. The sheriffs never got in contact with me. It's a total fabrication. And it just goes along with the rest of his irresponsible acts. He's trying to What about to your irresponsible acts? Well, I'm not sure what mine are. I'll you be don't? honest you with you. You don't? You want me to listen for you? Yes, please. Okay, I will. Number one, when your license is suspended, find another place for your car to be besides on the streets because you're not allowed to have your I car. I did have that. No, no. Number, that doesn't mean register it in somebody else's name and share the car no, with No, but them. I have no, it stop in another talking. place. Number two, pick the right person, which means do a public records check to find out if the guy has tickets. Okay? Number three, if you do, in fact, have that soccer equipment and are depriving little kids of soccer equipment, that would be really, really horrible. And we have an email from the owner of the team saying that that's what you told him. So that those are so far off the top of my head. Those are the three things that are leaving a sour taste in my mouth. Let's talk about the case. Man. No, we're done. Done. <laughs> Stick a fork in me. I am done. I have a car that the blue book value is not $3,000, as you say. The blue book value in good condition is $1,100. I have you suing for travel expenses because apparently he needs to support your travel from now on because you don't have a car. I have you suing for registration, title, plate fee, insurance, and inspection, which is all of the things that you put into the car before him because now you don't have a car because you picked the wrong person to have it in his name. I have you saying to me that you told him that you had $1,800 in tickets. I've got you having, uh, claiming to me that your only reason for registering it in his name is because you're such a magnanimous guy and you weren't going to be traveling anyway because of your law school entrance exams. That worries me. That worries me as a judge that A, you would think I'm stupid enough to buy that and that B, you would cook that up to say in court under oath if you're truly going to be a lawyer. I'm just aghast. I'm stunned at everybody's conduct. You deserve each other. <laughs> you know what? I find it to be a wash. Because even if I was going to order him to pay you the value of the car, which I'm not sure I would, the value of the punch and the soccer equipment is more or less the same amount. And because I feel so dis that it is so distasteful what was going on between the two of you to begin with, I really don't feel a compulsion to see a victim here between either one of you. I call it a wash. All right, so plaintiff's out here in the hallway. Uh, judge says shady deal, shady story. It's a wash. Well, it was a comedy show, actually. 
It was not a wash. It's a comedy show. And he got away with being irresponsible. That's what I really... Well, you think somebody else would find differently? Uh, well, the whole story I mean, is a little fine. shady. The, but the whole story on my side is true. What this about holding the soccer this equipment hostage for the kids? Well, that, none of that's ever been proven. Did it happen? Never happened. Okay. Thanks. Right around the corner this way. All right. So step on in here. And what's your reaction on this outcome now? You heard what happened. Uh, I have no comment. I'm, I'm just surprised at the verdict. That's all. What do you find surprising about it? <clears throat> kind of shady activity on both sides. Well, I know what happened, and I tried to explain that to the judge, but she, she didn't really see my side of the story, so. All right, send it to the street in Harvey. Okay, we've talked about this before. This is a case where it's called unclean hands, where the plaintiff can't come into court being shady and dirty and then ask the judge for justice. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the plaintiff, Jean Linden. She says this is simply a case of a landlord taking advantage of a tenant, and she's here to fight for all tenants' rights. The man is stealing her security deposit for no reason. He thinks he's going to be able to get away with it, and she's here to show him he can't. She's suing for $3,200, the amount that is rightfully hers. This is the defendant, Mark Gerstill. He says the plaintiff broke her lease, moved out early, and used the security to cover the month he didn't have a new tenant. The plaintiff's a beautiful person. She left the apartment in perfect condition. But he has every right to use her security to cover his losses and thinks the judge will concur. He's accused of taking a lady's security. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant is a security deposit thief. But the defendant says the plaintiff is a model tenant, but she screwed something up, so now she has to pay. It's the case of Mo Money, please. Litigants have been sworn in. Thank you, Doug. welcome, man. Okay, Ms. Linden, you are suing your former landlord, Mr. Gerstel. Yes, ma'am. For $3,200, representing a security deposit that you put on a condo you rented from him, and he refuses to return. Okay, yes, that's tell true. me what happened. Okay, I signed a lease uh, for the condo from June 1st, 2013 to May 31st, 2015. Now, I gave at the time of the lease signing three checks, all in the amount of $3,150 each. Check number one was in payment of the first month's rent. Check number two was in payment of the second month's rent, and check number three was a security check of the, for okay. the apartment. Now, um, as of June 1st, Mr. Gerstel informed me that the rental was up to, was going to be $3,200. Okay, but hold on one second. Yes. Do you have your lease? Yes, I do. Let me see it. It's thick. But a, you the, had a two-year lease? A two-year lease, yes. So how could he raise a rent if you had a two-year lease? 
Well, he just told me that there was a... Did she have a two-year lease? Yes. Oh, I got it. It's $3,150 for year one and $3,200 for year two. All right, so then he informs you of what your lease is that you signed. that I owed him $50 more. So I gave him $50 check. And I have proof of that, two $50 checks. Yeah, he doesn't dispute that, that in oh. fact, there, uh, the security deposit at play right now is 3200 You don't dispute that. No, I don't. Right, okay, oh, so go okay. on. Okay, then, then, then that need not be... Go evident. on, so then, so then what happens? Okay, as of November 2014, I notified Mr. Gerstel that I would not be renewing uh, the apartment because the new rent that he wanted was $3,400. Did you really notify her eight months before the event that you would be raising the rent to $3,400? Nope. Yeah, because I can't imagine what would be in it for a landlord to do that, but people do stupid things every day. Do you have that paper? I think that on one of the sheets in the lease, it said that the rent would be go up to $3,400 at the end of the lease term of two years. It does. It says it exactly that, yeah. Yeah, you're wrong. You did notify her on the day she signed the contract. All right, so you look at it. You don't want to pay that, so you decide that you're going to leave. Okay, so I asked him, and we agreed that if he were able to sublet or to get another tenant, then I would vacate the premises earlier. Okay. So he rented the apartment, and he... Um, when did he rent the apartment? When were the new people moving in? May. May what? Middle of April, rather, I'm sorry. Middle of April. Okay. Do you have any proof of what you just said? Yes. Any of the My many things right you just here. said? Who's right that gentleman there? there? The gentleman is a friend of mine. Uh, I will tell you why he's here in addition to that. When I vacated the apartment, Mr. Gerstel came up that day, and he assured me that he would have two weeks is what he needed to get the apartment ready for his tenants. Right. So I invited Mr. Pierre Venanzi. According to him, you left the place impeccable. That's not the issue here either. Okay. What is the issue here? Why won't you return her $3,200? Because she paid her last rent on the 23rd month. I, there were three checks Meaning involved. Meaning what month? April. So April was paid at the beginning of the lease that way. I'm not contesting. Right. That. I, I, that's what I want to figure out. And then what? She didn't pay May. That's correct. Okay. And according to you, the apartment was empty in May. That's correct. According to her, though, you had told her that the apartment was rented in mid-April. If I said it, I don't remember it. Can you tell me when you rented the place? Yes. It was, became, it was rented as of May 15th. The people moved in May 15th? Yes. If the people moved in May 15th, why are you trying to get half all of the rent from her and half of the rent from them then you're enriched i'm not i'm willing uh, yeah but you didn't you didn't write her a check no for i didn't half of it no i but didn't you've just admitted that you aren't out that second half okay let me if i may mm -hmm. okay um please do so she bails and the landlord re-rents the place the question can the landlord kind of get twice the profit, keep the security, and get money from the new tenant. Yeah, if the old tenant broke the lease, certainly. Is that right? The, 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 basically, the, tenant, the landlord can get paid twice? Yes. Pay twice, no problem? Yes. Okay, you seemed unsure the second time, going inside the card room. I got a letter from the management company saying that the uh, lease was over, and I sit, went over to Gene, and I said, Gene, are you going to renew? So she says, I'm not going to renew. She says, I'm not going to renew. I and said, fine. And then you fine. say what? I said, fine. Okay. I said to her, if you want to move out, move out. Okay. Okay. A at any point in time, did you ask her to move out because people were coming in in mid-April? No, I didn't have a tenant until mid-April, and they didn't move in. 
until mid-May. Yes. May I see the lease? Yes. Hand it over. It shows April 15th to... Right. Okay. Not but May, April. They didn't move in until... Well, but the evidence I'm looking at shows that they would ha be obligated to pay you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but as I'm saying, Your Honor, um, she said to me she has to move back to Florida. Okay. We're done. Okay. I don't know how done you know we are, but when I see the lease, God bless you, because it's not like he's trying to hide this from me. He just found it and gave it to me. I, I don't know if maybe you were confused about what dates were on here maybe when you were, but I do know that you were overreaching, not returning at least half of it, even according to your own uh, testimony now. And then I know that your testimony is contradicted by the actual lease, which does go from April 15th, which would mean that you got extra in April. No. But if that's what you negotiated in order to get out early of a lease, then that's what you negotiated. As for the 3200 security deposit, you may not use it for rent based on the fact that it looks like you're not out any rent. Because if anything, you made an extra half month rent. So no. Um, I'm ordering you to return the $3,200 verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck. Thank you, sir. So the defendant's own testimony and evidence uh, cost him a case. Here, step in a little bit. What's, what's, uh, what's your reaction to what just happened? She's right, but there are other mitigating circumstances that I couldn't bring in. She's right. All right, so you sue for 3200 and you get 3200 mm -hmm. What are you interrupting the judge when she's ruling in your favor for? I was just overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed? You're happy? Tell us how it feels. I feel that I've gotten rid of a headache for many months. I'm oh. trying to reach him six months of futility, of lies, of everything. And it's been absolute chaos for, for something that should never have been. Well, you got it done. Thank you. Harvey? Okay, uh, warning to landlords, if you unreasonably um, withhold a security deposit from a tenant after the tenant moves, you can be socked for double, and in some cases, triple the amount that you wrongfully withheld.